0: This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast. Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed Anniversary Blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand-roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed, and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unboxed Edition tastes any better than the normal Anniversary Blend, That is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and today I am joined by Robbie Payne. What's up, everyone? And Gabriel Bringers. Good day. Oh, don't mind me. I click, hit something over here again. Joe cannot seem to not make noise this morning. <laughs> we already, He's uh, just over punching it's usually our me. He's we already playing. tried He's one take, and it didn't work. Joe so. is the
1: only one in uniform today, though. That's so.
0: right. Speaking of uniform. It's I wore all Friday. my uniforms It's already. Friday, man. Yeah. yeah I, uh, it's, I, it's casual Friday at the Chromecast.
1: Yeah, I have to order some more uniforms.
2: We uh we're pretty casual every day, but I think if we did Casual Friday, that would mean like I'm gonna wear my sweats <laughs> yeah. and maybe my robe and my, <laughs> my pajamas, <slippers. laughs>
0: sleeper, right? My sleeper, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the uniforms they're they're speaking of are uh our new merch that we have, so little quick update on our giveaway, our on-the-run-to-100K giveaway that we're doing. Uh, we are quickly approaching 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, and so we put together a little giveaway, and our first achievement, our first level, has been unlocked. We hit 90K in, uh, what, four days? Four or five days, yeah. yeah. four or five something days, like something like that. So, I mean, it was, uh, I think we started at like 86, so we had almost 4,000 subscribers in that time, which for us is... Pretty substantial. Yeah, um, it was a big a big yeah.
2: uptick. It was very good.
0: Yeah, and so thanks so much to everyone who entered to win. Um, the winners have been notified and verified and contacted. So if you haven't been contacted and uh, you didn't win, sorry. But here's the good news. It's
2: everyone not over <laughs>
0: everyone who entered to win. If you if you if you weren't one of the winners for the 90k prize, you are still eligible to win. The Pixel Four bundle at ninety five thousand, and then the brand new ASUS Chromebook Flip C four thirty four at the one hundred thousand level. So,
2: still some amazing prizes to be won. Oh, so, yeah. and not to take so, away from what people have won already, but oh, absolutely, these, these are the big ones. Yeah, yeah the ninety the
0: ninety k stuff. I mean, we ended up adding a couple things, so we uh, we gave away a Nest Mini, a third gen Chromecast, a Google Home starter kit. Two bridge uh, C type keyboards and some Soundpeats True Wings uh, wireless earbuds. Mm-hmm. How did I remember all of that this time? I Man, I guess we've looked good. at it so many. times. I know we've taken so many pictures of it and looked at it and talked about it. So uh, yeah, those prizes are great. And honestly, I mean that's more than we've ever even that's more than we've given away to this point like up up to this date like
1: yeah all of
0: know. our other giveaways have been like hey we're gonna give away a chromecast or we're gonna give away this so yeah we wanted to go big we wanted to go big on this we wanted to we wanted to step up our giveaway game new Chromebook. You know?
2: can i win uh no uh, sure enter, <laughs> <laughs> enter. I no bet you, you have a good chance yeah pseudonym yeah we've had a we've had <laughs> a
0: lot of entries but in the world of giveaways i mean if you go and look at some of the giveaways that some of these other tech firms do uh tech blogs I mean, you still have really good odds of winning. I think we're at seventy three thousand entries almost, right now, almost seventy four. Okay, so it, but you know, the way person, less you people. Get, though, you get yeah. multiple entries for different things, so you can kind of go on there and check it out. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think, I think, if you haven't entered to win already, please go enter to win. Go to the website, click on the banner up top. We might maybe move that banner around, um, but we'll make it easy to find somehow. Yeah. It'll be once, once on the leaves, site.
2: Once it leaves the header space, it'll it'll, it'll be in content. So yeah, or it's like yeah, a like a maybe we article. add
0: like a little button or something that isn't the big banner or something. I don't know. We, yeah. we need to, we yeah, need yeah, to figure something Yeah, but it's also
1: it's pinned on Twitter. You can find it. Oh, there. yeah. So yeah. it's a, all yeah. social. our social. Or Twitter, just go on
0: there. the site and search 100K. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you haven't entered to win, please go enter to win. If you have entered to win already, you're still eligible for the next two prizes uh, that... We are quickly approaching, so we're—I mean, what tw- uh, ninety-two something uh, thousand subscribers already? Not quite to ninety-two yet.
2: Oh, uh, I thought I, I thought it was ninety-two, but unless the, of course, the YouTube Studio app is always behind. So, yeah, I haven't looked online yet?
0: So, uh, so yeah, we're excited about that, and then of course, uh, the uniforms are available <laughs> if you want. If you want the if you want the official Chrome Unbox uniform, right? Uh, we put together a couple really cool designs that are playing on the Dino game that is available when you are offline in Chrome. Uh, we thought that was kind of a fun thing that we could do to play around with, and we kept the design fairly the same. We added a couple little touches. We added our little uh, 8-bit O uh, up on the top near the near the high score. Um, Robbie, Robbie is uh, particular about his design, so he made sure everything looked nice. So it's a nice design. Like, everything looks really good on the design, it's a t-shirt or I'm wearing the crew neck uh, sweatshirt today. Uh, this is, this is a design that I want to wear around that I would go yeah. by to wear anyway. So uh, we're really happy with how they turned out. Go check it out online. If you go to the giveaway page, there's a link in there, but everything is on cotton Bureau. So we partnered with Car- cotton Bureau. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're awesome. Uh, you can do on demand uh, direct to garment uh, uh, shirts and, and different things with them. So that's the route we went for this one. Uh, we set our price margin as low as possible because we wanted to keep the price down and just get these shirts out to as many people as we could. Anybody that wants one, so go check it out. Uh, go to chromobox.com, find the the 100K giveaway. It'll either be right up top or a button, or yeah, you could just search 100K. So let's dig in to some Chrome OS news. Enough about a giveaway. I mean the giveaway is awesome, but it is. West news is 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 more. And before fun, we get into is that, all That's check that's, that out. Yeah, I love it. There's
1: so yeah, This so, is uh, this is Joanna Romero. Yeah. She's a she's awesome Twitter follower and reader, and she's member she's member on YouTube. Member yeah, on yeah. YouTube, and uh, we've had some cool interactions with her. She is at work today with her Chrome. Got her. Yeah. What yeah. she have on? The regular. she she
0: sent us another photo. I think she's mm. she bought both designs. So shout out to her thanks so much for supporting i mean shout out to everybody who's bought the shirts and are and are wearing those out and about we've we've got some really fun uh uh, twitter photos and stuff so if you if you did get a shirt make sure to snag a cool photo we'll we will retweet it you'll be uh twitter famous which means not famous (laughs) all right let's dig into some chrome os news the fun stuff fun stuff i mean giveaways are super fun but this is more fun for us this is what we nerd out about. So last week, I was trying to recall exactly kind of how we talked about it. But as we were sitting here getting ready, we kind of figured out uh, last week we talked a little bit about ArcVM and how ArcVM works. And I can't remember what led us to that discussion, we were, we were but, I remember, about yeah, but I remember something completely different. Yeah, but I remember you went on a was little a, tangent and yeah, we're talking with, about that. Because my remember.
2: thought was it was going to be how they would mount uh, Android or containerize Android for like enterprise maybe or something. We just knew that we've seen ArcVM all over the place for months now and Mm -hmm. it's just not been real clear um, as to what they were gonna do with that. And so we we had already put the pieces together to know that ArcVM was basically, hey, let's put Android in a container the same way that we figured out things with Linux. And if you look at it, when they did the Arc++ thing, uh, when they first brought Android over, uh, we've had some conversations with uh, some of the Chrome team, and, and part of the whole uh, introduction of that idea was, honestly, them kind of stumbling upon the idea of doing it to begin with. It wasn't this master plan. There wasn't this the big meeting, and they were like, here's what we're going to do, and yeah. this is how we're going to do it. Was like, developer stumbling upon an idea of of being able to do it and then starting to kind of run with it and going, we think this is going to be a thing. Like we think we can do this. And so that's where ARC plus plus. So that's the, the way that, um, ARC just stands for Android runtime for Chrome. Um, and so that's, that's the way that it, uh, it it started. Right. And And then they just kind of figured out that, hey, this works, but there's a better way. Yeah. So, So. like, the way that they brought, when they started messing with Crostini, and, you know, to Gabe's credit, he found evidence of this way before it was announced. I mean, so far before. Like, you were talking about, I remember, I thought about this the other day, you were talking about containers and Linux uh, in a theoretical term months before the Pixel Book came out. Because you were yep. like, "Hey, the Pixel Book's gonna have all kinds of storage and RAM. Maybe that's what it's for." Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, we're talking two and a half years ago. Uh, Gabe was talking about like, "There's something. There's something happening." can tell what it is, but would man, have been fun th- if we had a podcast <clears throat> at that time. Because yeah.
0: like everything we talk about on this podcast is just the stuff that we sit around and talk about right. in the right. office. Yeah. So it would have been cool to have a record of that. But yeah, I mean, two so and a half he, years. He ago. wrote a probably. couple articles.
2: There's an article you wrote about the Pixel Book. Um, I just don't remember what the title was, but it you can look at it and know that whenever that article came out, we were tracking this stuff for months before that even. So Crostini is not something that just came out a year and a half ago or whatever. It's, it was in the works for quite some time before that, but it started after they had started with Android and uh, getting the Android runtime, which is basically the Android framework. If you look at um, Chrome OS, the way that, that it's sitting, if you kind of imagine kind of a base of, what you call bare metal or, you know, the, the, the motherboard and all the hardware Chrome OS sits right on that. So it has access to all those pieces. Well, so does the Android runtime, like it sits right on that, but they sit next to each other. So when you see it drawn out by the developers and Google, when they say, look, here's how it works, it's just, it's there also. Um, and so they don't need the entire, uh, you don't need a full instance of Android because you don't need the UI parts of Android. You right. just need the the runtime. You need it to be able to execute things, Chrome OS handles the, hey, I'll put this in my window and, and run it. And so there are clearly issues with this with this method. Um, one of the major flaws in, in this is that Chrome OS is built on a, a handful of pillars. Um, you'll hear Google talk about this all the time, of simplicity and speed um, security. And, and security. And so we all know Android isn't the most secure thing in the world. <clears throat> Part of that's because of the framework and the way it's built but a lot of that's just because it's an operating system that finds itself on i don't remember what the crazy percent is but if you take the entire world and all the operating systems that all the people run android is far and away the largest operating system in the world uh that's because it runs on all kinds of things you know it's not just computers and or or phones and so that makes it a big target and so as a big target it's just more prone to get malware and all that kind of stuff no different than windows was years ago when Windows was kind of the only name in the game. So with that, you've got now this runtime sitting next to Chrome that is trying to share the same hardware as Chrome that is nowhere near as safe as Chrome. And so um, the problem then you run into is Android can't do all the things that users expect Android to do like they get on their phone. So side loading apps is a perfect example of this. And in the Android world, I don't need to turn my phone into developer mode I don't have to. I don't have to jump through a whole lot of hoops to sideload an application. I'll get a warning screen. You know, are you sure you trust this APK? This is not coming from a secure source. Yes, cool. It's on you now. You chose to do this, but we're not going to make you jump through a whole bunch of hoops for it. Well, Chrome OS doesn't feel the same way about doing something like that, especially with an APK. So, until you put your um, Chromebook in developer mode, it can't sideload apps, and that's kind of a cool part about android you know that uh like take fortnite for example i mean it's a massive game it's a, a massive player base it's you know a, a game that is trusted and it's not like a, people go go and install fortnite on android all the time completely side though they they went around the play store and that's the way that you go about putting it on your phone right and you can't do that on a chromebook one because it's the, the little installer will say you know that this Device isn't supported, but even if it was supported, without putting your your Chromebook in a state where it is not secure anymore, you can't do that. That basic kind of Android thing, and it, and that becomes part of the issue with the way that Arc Plus is sitting next to Chrome in the way that it's set up right now. So, Arc VM, it turns out, is an answer to a different way of having Android apps on Chrome OS and how it will play out. We're not really sure, but what uh, Kyle Bradshaw did some just excellent, like digging around in the repositories. I mean, it was, it yeah. was, we'll link his article. It's a good read. Yeah. And like, we'll link ours and my article links his article, I think multiple times. Cause go. I was yeah. just like, dude, you, you absolutely crushed it with this. Um, but his, his article, he really dug down deep uh, into some of the things that, that Arc VM is going to do. Uh, on the way to them getting Android 11 out for Chromebooks. So all of this is to say, ultimately, uh, already they're working on Android 11 for Chrome OS. It's in the works. And this is important because, generally speaking, Android is always behind on Chromebooks. Um, Even though, I don't know, it was like a year and a half ago where they were like, "Ah, we don't have to update to the newest version to get all the latest stuff. Right. Like you know, we could. We, it's all pieced out of this, so we don't. You don't have to be on Android ten to enjoy some of the Android ten features. You don't have to be on Android ten to be able to run all this and blah 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 whatever.
1: Right, and that's the beauty of using a framework is that they can, right they, they can, can piece n- it together however right. they want.
2: And know? so, so the version of Android that we're on hasn't been this. Oh my God, we got to make sure that we're on Android whatever. You know, it's it's more of a, you know, this is this is cool. Uh, we'll chill on Android nine. Obviously, Android ten just didn't happen um and so in in kyle's article he found hey they've just i think they've abandoned uh development of android 10 they're just moving on to 11 and this isn't odd they skipped other versions as well they skipped eight i believe i think we went from seven to nine um so to go from nine to 11 it's not that big of a deal again it's it's a framework and my guess is with arc vm uh because he found reference in there that a arc plus plus is done after android 10 like it's roadmap ended at android 10 so it'll be done at that point um and then we're going to move into a new phase of android on chromebooks and that's going to be the arc vm model and so we're still not sure exactly like all the advantages that we'll take. So we're, we're guessing it's not like they've laid this out in the repositories and said, here's why we're doing this and do their stuff, but they're doing would, a job. That would be convenient. Yeah, huh? but they're, they're just doing a job. Um, but we can, we can suppose some things and sideloading apps would be one of those things because now instead of, um, arc plus plus sitting on the metal and kind of sharing resources and stuff like that, they can containerize and sandbox the entire experience just like they do with Linux on Chromebooks. And so I think the timeline here is is important to consider because Arc++ was kind of like a, a moonshot kind of, I I think we're going to do this. Let's do it. And they just started doing it. Uh, they announced it, and, you know, it, it's taken a long time. It's still not perfect by any means. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. You can run... They're very very rarely do I come across an Android app that simply won't work on a Chromebook. Right. That's just not that that usual. But now that they've gotten to this point, it's, it feels like they've reached the end of what they can accomplish with Arc++ as far as what they want to do. And on the side, they've been over here working on Linux. And instead of announcing it to the world before it was ready, they spent time kind of incubating this thing, told everybody about it and said, hey, we're working on it. Uh, and, and because Linux is a bit of a more low profile thing to most users, it hasn't had the pressure on it like Android did to like, you know, fix this now or else, you know, I'm not buying a Chromebook until my apps run (laughs) right, you know, kind of thing. Like people can get by without Linux. Um, and so now I think that they've put a few years into this building these containers that can house virtual machines. It's just like, oh, cool! We can do that with Android too, and now we get all these benefits because we've figured out the container and we've made this thing work so seamlessly. I mean, you share files between Android and or between Linux and Chrome, no big deal. You, there's all these things, and especially as Gabe keeps digging into this stuff, that we're finding like, man, they've really done some work here to make this thing cool, Um, and it's kind of exciting to think about them taking all that. And then just, hey, instead of putting Linux in that container, let's put Android in that container. Now the security issues are nullified because we don't have to worry about that stuff. It's in its own container. So now Android can act like Android normally does. We can probably, my guess would be it'll be easier to update Android. Uh, It's in its own container. It's, uh, you know, maybe it's a fuller instance of Android. I'm not sure. Um, Or or if they'll just keep the, just the framework in there. I, I don't, who knows. Um, I would say this will be more secure for um, enterprise users and education users. They're not going to have to worry so much about like all this uh, crap for the IT professionals to worry about like, is this secure? Is this going to work? Can we do that? Because it's in a container. And so now they can run, let Chrome OS be its thing. It's safe. It's secure. It's simple. And you add these containers on that can do full functioning things, but are completely sandboxed and all the security issues if, if Android has a security issue, turn the Android container off and and none of that stuff overlaps. And so th- there's so many benefits to how uh, this will help and they're clearly rolling forward with it. Like Arc++ is done um, officially. Like you can see there's evidence of that. They've stated that. So the old way of doing Android apps is gone. My hope is that this way because they'll be able to, I think, fully flesh out Android in this container. I I feel like, it's going to be a more stable, more solid version of, of Android on Chromebooks. Um, I don't know that most users will even notice that it happens. Yeah. So, so, so
0: are there any performance gains or benefits to this?
2: I doubt it. Yeah. Um, Art so Plus like most, Plus. From a performance standpoint, I mean that thing yeah. runs right on the metal. So there's there's nothing standing so, in the way. So for the end user, they're not going to know any difference. No, I don't
1: think it'll look any different.
2: I don't. Yeah. All. I don't think the end user is going to notice anything um, other than, Hey, I want to sideload an app. I can just go into that setting in Android that says allow sideloading apps flip the little switch. And yes, because again, the security risk is nowhere near as great. Um, I, yeah, cause I, I, I don't know that containerizing anything would change anything from a performance standpoint. And that's kind of cool actually to think of that containers have gotten to the point where they're, they're this transparent with the hardware that they're, that they're chilling on because, Again, what you've got to remember is what we're talking about here is, like, imagine a container, and you're putting a thing in it, whatever that thing is, to run. Um, And this is running on virtual machines, which are set up to run over a network, basically. So I have my my computer here, and there's a computer across town sitting in a closet that's hooked up to the network. And I'm virtually running stuff on it and, and visualizing that on my screen. Well, remove all of the network problems and latency and distance and all that stuff, and now you the virtual machine is just hanging out right, right. on yeah. the, the device. Perfect
1: example. That's, that's I, I what's was happening. Fiddling with another Linux desktop the other day, and the way this one works is you run the Linux desktop in the Crostini container, then you dial, I air quote in here, you dial into the IP address <laughs> of that container right. with a viewer, and that viewer actually displays the version of Linux or the desktop that you're running in that container. So it's the same thing as doing a remote desktop or something of that right. nature where you're using an OS or something that is running on a different machine. But as Robbie said, you're removing everything that's in between the two devices right. It's running inside of it. So it's kind of an inception thing. You know. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that does remove a lot of the latency issues and the performance issues when you're doing that. So.
2: And you got to think too, Google has <laughs> is doing this not just for Chrome OS. I mean, Google has been leveraging containers and this type of technology for their cloud-based stuff for enterprise for years now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what, what clued us into some of this stuff happening. We saw some of the same language of what they were doing for cloud platform now showing up in Chromebooks. And it's like, because ultimately cloud platform, I think if am I correct in saying it all runs Chrome OS now, right? Or it's a, a yeah, fork of Chromium. Fork. Yeah, it's Chromium OS, and so and all that cool. stuff yeah. that that is handling all this enterprise data and stuff, it's all it's basically Chrome OS being leveraged for that. So once they figured it out there, it's like, well, heck, we'll just we'll that do it on the Stadia local machine. On Chrome OS, probably. I it it could? Could. <laughs> I, re,
0: I remember what it was. We were talking about the a Google phone. Oh, Chrome, that's right. Chrome yep. Chrome Chrome OS Chromebook phone yeah. something. Chrome. Chrome phone. Chrome phone. That's what we were talking about because we were saying this technology, it, the, the the this way of uh, leveraging, a, I, I can you call them local VMs or whatever. I it's don't basically know. what yeah, it is a local it's, a local VM uh, to to perhaps have some sort of phone aspect built into the sure. OS as well. So. Yeah, that's what it was. I was
2: sitting there yeah, thinking this
0: whole time. I'm like, you're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah,
2: yeah. What, what, what were we what talking about? was it, about? What was, it? What was it? yeah. Yeah, so, so it, it, it's just cool. Yeah. Um, and that's, we haven't said anything about the fact that Android 11 is already being worked on yeah, for Chromebooks. Exactly. Like, yeah. We're always behind and, you know, phones are moving on. And in the Android community, everybody's used to that. Everybody's used to a couple phones, the Pixel phones, having the latest version and everybody else kind of lagging behind. Uh, it's so cool to see Android 11 not out, you know, and it's already being developed and worked on for right. Chrome OS, you know? So it gives me hope that in the future, the uh, Chrome OS ecosystem will start adopting more of a pixel kind of mentality towards uh, Android updates. Like when the Android developer preview comes out, it'd be cool. You know, like next year when Android 12 is being worked on and they're like Android 12 developer previews out, would you like to try it on your Chromebook? Sure. We'll start developer preview in here. Cause when the pixel phones get Android, whatever, Chrome OS should too, because regardless of who makes the Chromebook, Google handles and oversees the OS in this, you know, it's not like Android that way. Like this is, everybody's getting the same OS, everybody's getting the same stuff. So it'd be really cool if Chromebooks, one of the benefits of Chromebooks were, Hey, you want the latest version of Android? Here's another piece of hardware you buy, buy a Chromebook and you'll have the latest version of Android, the latest version of Chrome OS all the time. Um, so it's, it's exciting to see. It's exciting that that's, that's already being developed. And, um, I don't, again, I don't know that the end user is going to be like, oh, neat. I have Android 11 because we've talked about it a thousand times. And OS is just a platform to deliver apps. Uh, so app compatibility is a little better maybe. Um, but I think, you know, from, from a performance perspective and an abilities perspective, some of those things will open up with, with ArcVM. Uh, becoming the, the way that they move forward with
0: yeah it. and i mean like you said with all of this is a bit speculative because we don't <laughs> we don't know exactly uh what's what's happening here i mean it, it, we know it's we know that arc vm is is the way forward but how it's going to be leveraged exactly and right because if, if they just you know, what advantages v- there are going to be like that'll that'll just have to come as we start discovering more about this yeah, cause
2: so. if they so, throw the same framework into the vm it's like it's, it's the same thing, same it's, thing. Just it's just a, it's a different way to get to the same spot so it'll yeah. be more secure but again unless security has been at the top of your list of things to worry about on a given day like it's not going to really not affect a, not, a, not a huge deal yeah uh, but it even though a lot of people won't notice it, it it'll lay the groundwork i think for things to be better and more secure, and more stable moving forward. right? Um, and that's the thing
1: in. is because Crostini is actually, it's not just Linux apps. It is the container technology and everything that it includes. And so I, I'm assuming... And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that this Arc VM will now be kind of umbrellaed under the Crostini because mm. it's using that container technology. And I was actually just looking, but sideloading and ADB and all that stuff in Crostini is already a thing. Mm. That's all already there. You can do that using Linux apps in Crostini. So those pieces are already in place so from a developer standpoint it probably is just going to make things so much smoother and easier and seamless so. to do this
0: well stuff. And, and when you make things easier for developers it makes it easy th- for everybody they're able to get their software and programs out to people easier and that means that the end user gets the things they want um the software that they want on their chromebook so it's a win-win so cool stuff Let's talk about uh, uh, one thing that's a bit of a bummer before we uh, take a quick break here. Uh, And that is that Google I.O., at least the uh, get together. I don't want to. The on site. Yeah, I was going to say physical get together, that (laughs) sounds weird.
2: The physical act (laughs) of Google (laughs) I.O. Oh,
0: boy. There we go. What? Uh, What? On site. The on site. There you go. Um, that has been canceled uh, mm-hmm. due to the, um, uh, uh, what what's the word I'm looking COVID for? COVID nineteen coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, the the um the scare of the it. I escalating suppose. escalating
1: fear yeah. that is yeah, yeah. coronavirus.
0: And uh, to conclude, I mean, I don't know that we've talked about this on the podcast, but we were planning on going to an event. I'm not going to say who. Um, yeah, we can't say that. But we were planning on going to an event uh, next week. Yeah, we would have been going. Uh, we were scheduling flights, had actually already bought a flight, uh, already had a hotel reserved, and were confirming our RSVP. And uh, our contact emailed back and said that they had canceled due to uh, concerns uh, about the, you know, the, the, I don't know if it's... We were talking about this just in the office. Is, is it a pandemic now? I don't not know yet. that it's still a pandemic. It's, it's hasn't. hasn't it's, hit just pandemic scary, yet. it's just a scary. It's just a scary. Not thing what going. I was
1: told. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> not going to mention it, any names, but a certain company told me that it was. Yeah, and exactly. Therefore, would not give me a refund on a product. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just
2: talk about something. Yeah. Just, just make up an airline. Yeah, I don't just know. know. It's it's make up a garbage airline. I don't, don't know. know. Delta. <laughs> Delta. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't actually Delta.
1: That was just. That was a, That's a John Mulaney, John Mulaney bit, if you haven't. So, so yeah, it.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, given the uh, circumstances, I can't, you know, obviously, you can't blame these companies for uh, wanting to, uh, uh, obviously, you know, not be a part
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it, pl- play a
1: part in the spread of this virus, uh, potentially. It's so. tough because, I mean, when it happened, you know, immediately my thoughts are eye roll oh my gosh you know because there, there's so many sides of this and we won't get into the politics of it but you know they canceled this event that we were going to it was in new york and we're like seriously we had we had committed to go and this and that whatever but then a week after they canceled the event there's now been it's not in manhattan but there's been a, a small outbreak in northern exactly northern and new york I, and so. I think
2: it just uh, there's one in tennessee now yeah. So. Where, are you, where are you going today? Getting yeah. close to home. Are you going to we're Tennessee? going to Louisville. Oh, oh. I, just, I thought, I thought, thought you, said Nashville, Nashville.
1: you said Nashville. We were. Oh, okay. okay. So, so change of yeah, it's... With the tornadoes uh, down there and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about it's that.
0: A, mm-hmm. It's a crazy thing. It's a it's a crazy thing that's going on. Like, like Gabe said, we're not going to get into the politics of it. I think that the the thing we need to talk about is that the on-site has been canceled for Google I.O., so there will be no, you know, get-together. Uh, but they yeah. are still planning on doing virtual
1: mm-hmm. streams, virtual they events. Haven't, they
2: haven't said. They didn't put themselves on the hook for that. Yeah. Right, um, because you've
1: got like Twitter, ha- Twitter is. has now uh, mandated their employees in certain areas to work from home. Yeah, So yeah. yeah. So they, my,
0: my girlfriend works for the government and they're already being required to take their computers home in case there's an outbreak. Like. Yeah, so, so
2: they uh, Google didn't say what they were doing. They said they're looking into other options. Um, likely, their Cloud Next event that's next month um, they had canceled it before this announcement mm-hmm. came out, um, but they said it they're doing a, uh, uh what, what, what they they used a term and everybody's yeah. putting in quotes. Uh, virtual first is that yeah. what it was Something. or digital yeah. first? Digital, digital first. first. What, yeah. yeah, we're gonna turn this whatever into the, a digital first event. Whatever like, that means. You don't have to. You spin this PR, guys. No, yeah, really. exactly.
0: Some some PR company was like, "Whoa, we need to we need to spin this to
2: change the public perception make of it. it. Make it feel good. No, yeah. no, it's it sucks. Nobody nobody wants this to be going on, but yeah. it is what it is. And we need to, you need to take exactly. precautions. You know, wash your hands all yep. the time you know uh, as adults you don't feel like you should be told that <laughs> but uh yeah wash your hands yeah. i watched uh this week tonight um his little his his 20 minute talk about coronavirus as always super informative but also hilarious um but yeah you know uh just make sure and and, and wash your hands yeah like that that's the that's the big deal you yeah. can't get it breathing like breathing on people isn't how you get it it's you yeah. touch something and you stick it in your finger in your eye or mouth yeah. so if you're you know washing your hands as much as possible, it's going to help. And if everybody would do that, it would help more. And all right. So I'm going to go ahead and put my two cents in here. Uh, I'm not going to detract from
1: the coronavirus It is, it has caused fatalities. It is causing a lot of panic in areas where it is become prevalent. As Robbie said, practice proper hygiene. The people that are being affected mostly are elderly people with health issues, things like that. Just be smart and be clean
2: and right and you know, take we'll get past
1: this just like we did everything else yeah mm-hmm. and then you can just worry about having the flu yeah yeah because i'm telling you right now two weekends ago i thought i had the coronavirus <laughs> i really did i mean my whole family was down sick it was horrible but we got past it we didn't go out of our house for three days that way mm-hmm. we didn't make anyone else sick and
2: everything's okay
0: yeah we thought we thought Gate was down and out. We, we, I
2: literally thought we were I
0: was like dying. we were yes. like oh boy
2: this well, is not to, good for us. To be fair to the scare of this whole thing like um, you know that I think it feels a little politically motivated mm. that maybe there's there's yeah. some extra extra freak out um, going on here but there's some legitimacy too And the main problem Absolutely. is that you can't like people will walk around with the thing for a week and have no symptoms. And don't yeah. know, yeah. Like we could all be sitting here with coronavirus right now and yeah. just not know it. And when, when you're sick, it's easier to be reminded to man, I gotta wash my hands all the time. I don't right. need to breathe on stuff. I don't need to touch things. If you know, but when you're not, you're not thinking about those exactly. things. And right. you're already going already
0: around doing your normal stuff. Right. And,
2: and 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 so I mean, to be fair, yes, clean your hands and and be as proactive as you can right now, but some of this is just inevitable viruses I, are viruses and they're going to spread and this is going to get worse I, before it gets better. Yeah, I wonder, I, mean,
0: I wonder if also some of these events getting canceled is, is just due to the travel restrictions, especially for sure a lot of that especially is. from some of these, you know, Eastern Asia countries that, yeah. that, that, that traveled to these events. I mean, a large, yeah, a, a, a large, large <laughs> portion of yeah.
1: these tech, yeah events so it's like i wonder if have people traveling directly from china yeah so, i wonder yes. if
0: like part of it obviously like they don't want to get a huge group of people together um you know that could potentially you know s- spread the virus but also at the same time i think from maybe a business perspective they're looking at this and saying man we're gonna have s- you know, s- about 50 percent decrease in attendance sure. so yeah. there's no point there's in no doing point this in yeah exactly money to do right this. to put all this together because these events are expensive oh dude. Yeah. i
2: mean we've talked about this before though too like especially with press events that deal with one or two devices mm-hmm. like these companies would, I, I still feel like coronavirus. As I, I completely feel like most of them would benefit from just taking a digital first approach yeah. to things. So just going, Oh look, Robbie's using it. You see it? Robbie's they've already put it in his brain. Got me. Yeah. No, no, but if they, if, if the, the one we were talking about going to, yeah. they're moving to, they're going to do some sort of, online thing digital first, to, uh, digital first. right which uh,
1: they had in place already something for people who could not make the event right. but right. now they're going to kind of you Probably know make it, alter it a little bit, make it a little bit better and honestly and I'm I'm here hearing Robbie's point and he's right for some of these events
2: just it's that really all you need to begin with
1: not that we don't <laughs> like traveling but I mean we this event was last minute we didn't know about it till what three weeks oh, f- yeah. four weeks before the event uh middle of the week you know mm-hmm. um my, my wife's in co- in college right now. Robbie and I both have kids in school. She's and older. The- She's not college age. She's going <laughs> yes, back she to school. <laughs> okay. My wife is 10 years younger than me, okay? I, I understand there that. But, we- but I'm, old. I'm old, so. Anyway, <laughs> point being, we had to spur the moment, plan a trip, and then just kind of figure out what we were going to do for, for juggling everything or whatever. And had they just emailed us and said, "Hey, we're having a virtual online event for press people," and it then would be make like arrangements a digital first event. Yeah, digital first is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Oh, okay, do a digital first event, <laughs> and then go ahead and set up review units and things that's- like that. That way you have hands-on with the devices that you specifically want. And I know that there's probably more effort involved in that as far as logistically yeah. Yeah, as far right. as opposed to planning an on-site one location event and getting a caterer and all that stuff. Financially, it probably is a lot less, but logistically, it's a little more work. I still think it'd be better.
2: Oh, I'd, I would love if a lot of Except for Google, because we like going to Google. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I get it. Like, when there's a bunch of products, can you imagine... A Google event, for instance. All the things that they announce of them having to get shipping and stuff yeah. lined up for every tech group that comes there to check something out. Yeah, because so you know, have I, to send them all.
1: Yeah, I fielded an email day before yesterday. I was just talking with uh, a, one of the PR companies that, d- that does stuff for Google. And just so you all know, we don't have like one contact with a company and they're like, okay, yeah, whatever you want. And Google especially, each hardware department they have has their own people yeah yep they have multiple pr companies that handle that so you have one pr company handles chromebooks one pr company handles nest products one pr company handles phones so there's a lot going on behind the scenes there it's not just like we pick up the phone and hey can you send us a pixel book go and a pixel 4 and a nest mini and they're like
2: uh that we don't do that okay never mind <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, yeah, the, the logistics would be difficult. And I think about, it too, when a lot of times companies will, will do a launch or an announcement of a device, and they're three weeks out from that device actually being boxed up and being on shelves. You know, they have some what we would call like PVT units, um, or product evaluation type stuff. So it's past testing. It's ready for like public consumption type stuff. But maybe they have six of them, you know, and that's it. That's all they have, physical products, to show people it makes a whole lot more sense to bring everybody there and let people take turns looking at it versus being like, yeah, we have enough of these to send out. That's usually not the case. And uh, then you got to worry about getting them back. and Right. Blah, so, da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. I understand what these things are for. But, um, you know, for a lot of device announcements, I think a, a virtual type event where people could and, and we're gonna ha- we're gonna see a lot of it this year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, everyone's gonna have to figure this out. Yeah. Stadia was completely done virtually. Yeah, they had the gamer yeah. developer conference, which also got canceled um, last year, and they did a big thing at that. Remember, they had their own. That's when they announced Stadia, when the Stadia became a real thing. Um, that was live and in person, but everything past that was yeah. a produced yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, they just was awesome. produced it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Same thing. You're gonna Super sit the informative, watch the informative thing. It's been produced well looks good and you watch it and you see it and you move on so their keynotes are going to have to that's what they're going to do for Google I.O. <laughs> and you
0: don't have to deal with the awkwardness of, of tech nerds clap? getting up on stage but then also tech nerds in the, in the crowd who are like uh, what What? this yeah. is weird uh, I.O's been better what was the, in the last couple of years What was the one uh, there, there was somebody who tweeted a really funny photo uh, uh, like a meme whenever we were at CES it might have been the Sarah uh, how do you say her last name Dishi or whatever uh, youtuber she tweeted a photo that was like uh ces uh the awkward moments or the the moments when twitter friends oh, meet or yes. whatever <laughs> people that have only talked on twitter meet yeah. it's like these events are kind of like that but yeah it, yeah i don't know i think that uh, there's a there's obviously a lot of factors at play here and so i just want to f- from our perspective uh i want to Well, at least from my perspective, we haven't necessarily talked about this, but from my perspective, you know, I, 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 I do not like the people online that are bashing these companies for canceling these events. It's like, man, there's a lot of things going on here and they, uh, they have a lot of things to go into this decision that they've made and they're doing it for the, for the, you know, to get the best result possible. And, right. And, and if I, that means that they have to do a virtual event, a digital first event, whatever. I yeah, mean, and I think is that, what it is. That goes
1: back to Robbie's point is that when it comes to stuff like this, just be informed and, and be smart because regardless of what the real motivating factors are, we don't know. We don't own those companies. We don't run those companies. We don't work for the government, whatever it is. It is what it is, but getting online and bashing companies and getting online and spreading false information or misinformation. Cause that's the big issue is misinformation. That is what is causing the fear mentality when it comes to this and anything of this nature. And it's just about being educated and, and informed. And if you aren't, just don't say anything and go wash your hands. <laughs>
0: but those are the people that like to say their opinion the most. I know Gabe, come on, bro. Alrighty folks, we're going to take, then a they quick- should start a podcast <laughs> so they
1: can say whatever they want. <laughs> That's right. That's what we
0: did. That's right. That's what we did. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunboxcom forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to hop into uh, not a Chrome OS story necessarily, but a story that I think is very cool. But not
1: coronavirus either. Yeah,
0: forever change listen to the subject. first forty
1: minutes of this podcast. We're sorry. Yeah,
0: change the subject.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so this is this is something that came out this week that that honestly, like, kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was sitting at home and Robbie sent a sent a message that was like,
2: "Try
1: this," <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> I just because said, I "Ask
2: Google to, to read, read this, this page, page and let it blow your mind." Right.
1: Yeah. And it, crazy because I had seen the article in my feed a few hours earlier. And I guess in my mind, I thought this feature already existed <laughs> because I thing? was understanding that they had added a bunch of languages. But no, this—I'll let Robbie explain. It. He wrote the article, and everyone in the world seems interested in it. So, yeah,
2: um, it, it was—it was one of those posts on the keyword that yeah, felt very just was. like. Uh, hey, yeah, here's Oh, thing. by the way, so and so is working on this. It's a twenty percent thing. It's not. Um, this is a. Uh, I, it feels like, like almost like a game changing kind of feature for the Google Assistant. And have, have they uh, talked about this before? Has this been mentioned? Not that I remember. No, I mean, Chromebox
1: like has always been the default on Chromebooks, but yeah. if this is not Chromebox for anyone who's thinking that.
2: Yeah. So there's some things that this does that are very, um, very powerful. Unique, yes. Um, versus just a screen reader. <coughs> so screen readers have been around for a while, and Google oh, yeah. Assistant's been able to do. Or even like Chromebox on a Chromebook, you know, like to be able to for it to speak the words on the screen. That's that's one thing, and that's that's great um, for an accessibility standpoint. But even people that are, are you know can't see. And are ingesting web content to have to listen to a screen reader is terrible. Not good. Yeah, there Um, are some
1: third party ones that are really really good, but they Mm -hmm. also cost two and three thousand dollars, and they're only compatible with certain devices. This is and and before you go into it, I'm gonna go ahead and call this. I bet this replaces Chromebox eventually because Chromebox for people that know what it is who have accidentally hit Control Alt Z is that I think it's all three of those Control Control Alt Z Z, because it's like the most annoying feature on a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. They put all three of the keys right there together. Make it control alt tilde or something. Huh? Right. Anyway. But you
2: can accidentally hit those easy. Very Just, easily.
1: <laughs> your cat can do it, whatever. Anyway, there's not been a lot of evolution with ChromeVox. No. And it still sounds like a robot. Very, very robot. I would almost guarantee that this will replace ChromeVox. And should. it should. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah it, it it should. The only the issue with like ChromeVox is that you... You get the ability to like select items. Right. On the they, need to, they need so to they, merge these yeah, two technologies. Right. Now um, you can explain what we're talking so, about because everyone listening is like, what are you what are, what are <laughs> you Screen reader, like? what? I so, don't know what's happening. This is only a web based thing uh, for right now. Um, I could see this becoming an Android uh, thing. <laughs> to where I could read anything um, on your screen? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: because yeah, when Robbie sent it, he sent a <sighs> screenshot of our web, uh, uh, one of our posts. And then he said, ask Google to read this. So idiot me clicks on the image and then asks Google to read it. And Google's like, I can't read whatever that is. I don't do that. This but, is a photo. But you Honestly, dummy. Google
2: lens. I guarantee you. it, it could. Ha- I guarantee it. Yeah. So it yeah, does, I could, it
1: does just in a different dynamic, I could see
2: this evolving know? into multiple things like it could eventually do, but like this is kind of the starting point, but it's not like a normal Google starting point. It no, it works like, really, really yeah, well. It doesn't feel like beta. It doesn't feel like it's not well thought out. It's actually freaking fantastic. And so the, the core of it is go to a website, any website, um, Call up your Google Assistant in whatever way you feel uh, that you like to do so. On your and, phone. And just, yeah, so on, your, on phone. your phone. It will not, will, does not work on a Chromebook yet. Uh, and say, read this page or read this. And it'll sit there and think for a second. And then it'll slide over to a new card, kind of like almost like it's opening a new app. And there's this dedicated media player with play pause controls skip forward nice little background image on it uh doesn't it have a little no no it it shows the rich um, media controls yeah well that's well we'll get to that okay sorry so this is like it shows the web page on the bottom yeah it just brings up a player at the bottom and it starts to play um and so we want to give you a a brief uh intro to what this sounds like so i've got the article we wrote about this pulled up and i'm going to ask google to read it read this page
0: thinking from Chrome Unboxed new Google assistant feature turns the entire internet into your personal audiobook. by Robbie Payne. I'll be the first to tell anyone that I don't use virtual assistants all the time. I don't rely on the Google assistant or Alexa to do simple tasks I can routinely do for myself. And it isn't because I don't like them or think they don't work. I simply don't want to get
1: in the habit of utilizing digital assistants until they get quite a bit more conversation.
2: So I'm going to a
0: bit more conversation. So Interesting. I
2: picked, huh? I picked uh, uh, this voice, I felt like it was the it was the least robotic. There's four choices. Uh, there's two female, two male. The voices. default female
1: is good though, because the default female is not just the assistant. No, so it no, reads the it reads the though. intro in the assistant voice that you're yeah, used your to. Intro the ti- then, the
2: well the name of the site, the title and of the, the article, article, and the author, and then it switches to switches your, to whatever the default female person.
1: voice is really good too. But this one, this one's what Sapphire, I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, so they just so.
2: name them after colors, but. So we've got skip forwards, skip back, a big play button at the bottom. Um, it tells me exactly it'll take two minutes and fifty-one seconds to read this article. Um, but then I can change playback speed as well, and it can go from point five, which is Joe's a huge fan of that. What I am too. Like what you were just listening to is one point three. So if I put it back to one point let's see. Done.
1: For things like turning on a smart light, locking a door, or so checking the weather, that's standard I don't mind speed. Using an assistant. However, because I'm not bent towards leaning on it regularly, I probably don't get as much out of the Google
2: Assistant. That's
1: 1.4. That may change after today. I'm not kidding. My
0: regular daily use of the Google Assistant is likely to spiral.
2: But here's the cool part part about this. If you listen, it's speaking with inflection like a normal person would say it. So a Chromebox, for instance, or a screen reader would read that, that may change after today. I'm not kidding. My regular daily use of the Google Assistant is like to just got, you know, and no it's pausing, it's no, terrible. no, yeah, and yeah, you, That it's was such the a good
0: words. automated voice recording.
2: Robbie is Chromebook. I'm a robot. <laughs> uh, Robbie's actually the voice for Chromebot. <laughs> no one knew, and so for it, like it knows to pause at periods, it knows to to pause at commas. Uh, it just, and it's this is years of Google's neural learning network to understand language better. Uh, and this is only going to get better, but that's completely listenable. And so the applications here get really wide. So before I get into that though, what you all were talking about before the, 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 uh, rich, rich notifications. notifications are awesome so it shows up in your notifications just like like youtube music or google play music or youtube video there's you know the featured image Album shows art. up yeah and it's, it's got this cool. this little fade over to it it's got the title of it all it's got a play yeah, pause yeah this
1: which is crazy because they've clearly invested a lot of work in this they've pulled from other things but we've seen these type of features with chrome os and stuff where they uh, they've turned them baked. on and they're like man, you guys should have waited. That
2: looks like hot garbage. Right. Well, it works, you know? And so a lot of times Google takes a, uh, a functionality bent over a form. And so they'll introduce something that does work, but it looks like hot trash. And so um, this does not do either of those things. Like it's, it's so well thought out. Um, And so I can, I can open an article up, tell it to read it, hit pause. And if I'm going for a walk, for instance, if it's a, Three thousand word article. Like I, I like reading Dieter bone stuff on the Verge. He writes pretty long form stuff a lot of times, and so what'll happen is I'll be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna bookmark that. I'm gonna come back and read that. A couple days will go by before I have a time, before I have enough time where I'm also remembering. So I read books and I read a lot of stuff, and so I'll forget, and then somebody else will cover whatever it was he was talking about, and so I basically end up reading a truncated version that I could ingest really quickly. Whereas this way, I could start the article. Go take a walk. I go take frequent walks all the time during the day. Hit play, put my earbuds in, and walk, and it's sitting there reading the internet to me. It's, or in your car, yeah, you know, or like, on the subway, or it, wherever. It's
0: like a. I, I don't. It's not going to replace podcasting, but the way that a lot of people have started, you know, uh, uh, using podcasting as a as a, a form of getting information. You know, that right. they're they're listening to podcasts during their drive, during their yeah. commutes out on runs, you know, on the bike, whatever. And uh, this is just like, hey, instead of listening to us talk about the news articles that we've written, if you want to, you could just sit and read, listen, read slash listen to the article.
2: It's insane. Yeah, Somebody
1: yeah. had uh, tweeted this morning uh, back at Robbie's article that said, now everyone is a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. Yeah. Kind of I true, mean, yeah.
2: And, and when we start talking about Chromebox or we start talking about anything else that this thing could evolve into over time, I mean, you start getting some of these celebrity voices that do stuff on Google Home eventually down the road one day. You know, John Legend is leaving yeah. Google Home. Apparently that license time has run out. So his his voice will be leaving. 20, 23rd, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but imagine, you know, being able to have one of the voices be John Legend, and you know he could read you, or you know you pick somebody that you feel like is a great narrator, Darth Vader. So you know they end up having all kinds of voices to choose from,
0: languages, right? There's uh, other languages 42, to choose from, or Six. 42 or
2: 46. 46. 46 languages this works in. So if the website assuming uh, you know you translate uh, in Chrome if it can translate it I think it can read that. So not only are they not just launching it in English. I mean they're launching with 46 stinking languages. Which is
1: also something they don't normally do. It's no, usually it's hey usually US first US, English and, and we'll
2: get there. Yeah. And it's like nope, out of the box everyone can use this and translate and read and and listen to your stuff and yeah, I mean it's uh it's radically cool yeah, tech going on here. It's
0: uh it it, it it's amazing what it's going to be able to do for everyone. Uh but for me personally as an accessibility feature, I think that this is this is game changing. Um you know, I uh, I grew up my 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 mother was a special education teacher and then transitioned to driving a special education bus. Um, And I always rode the bus with her to school like that's how I got to school. And so I was an aide on the bus and would help out with things. And so I have a soft spot for technology working for everyone. Um, And I think that I think that that technology should be accessible. And this change, you know, for for those that have, you know, whatever, whatever impairment they might have, uh, where they can't read the page you can you're opening up the world of the internet right in a way that's so consumable that that sounds good and sounds like a person talking to you and not a robot right and so it yeah i mean it opens up the internet yeah, the internet it, all of the information of the internet, internet is now available for those who can't read the internet
2: and it, so it's mind boggling it's important to note too that Google has built this like this is the assistant doing all this it's sim- similar to duplex for Chrome mm-hmm. that we talked about a, a long time ago uh, that you know like can uh, rent a car for you or book a hotel or whatever like the developer of the website doesn't have to be like, oh, let me put this code in here so the assistant can work. No, this is assistant it just, just works. looking at data and figuring it out on its own, which is a little scary, but also pretty amazing because when they turned this on, it's not like, oh, well, hopefully developers get on board and, you know, it'll, it'll work it's just eventually. It's, it's done. It's, it's done. It's no different it than. Giving uh, someone who couldn't see before a new set of, well, that's not true. There's a whole lot that would go into that if you couldn't see before. But maybe someone who has impaired vision and you, they finally figured out a, a, a prescription for the glasses that they could finally see. You know, It's not like, oh, now you've got to make sure that people that run these websites do X, Y, Z so you can now read this stuff. Like No, now you can see. Now you can read. So, um, so, so how long, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how long until
0: Google puts out a commercial that tugs at the heartstrings that is, the assistant can do this. The assistant opens up the internet to, oh, the, the, you know. They shouldn't wait long. Because um, this thing, like you said, the announcement for this was so under the radar, it yeah, felt like. just like, hey,
2: oh, yeah, we am this. Like, Look at this, this is neat. I mean, it- Which it, tells it me they're like probably- my mind. They're probably big plan leveraging this stuff to do a lot more. Yeah. Um, my guess would also be like smart displays would be able to do yep. similar things. Yep. Um, hey, read the,
0: hey yeah, do you read the latest article from ChromeVox? That would be real, right.
2: real
1: helpful because, I mean, there, there's no actual instance of Chrome installed on those. Exactly. But they yeah. open in the Chrome framework when you Google something or right. you search something on smart display. You could very easily say, hey, show me recent news about this. And then read that read article number two and it just opens up and starts reading I mean, yeah, because and, and because like
2: you, google's been doing this for a little bit like mm-hmm. sometimes you ask for search results and, and the assistant will read back an entire like wikipedia yeah yeah two or three whatever paragraphs. that snippet is that right they, yeah. so they've been working it's, on this it's
0: digesting that somehow yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> right? yeah
2: yeah um, and then it is important to note too that um, web developers are free to put a very small meta tag it, d- it wouldn't take much to basically make this not work on your page so there is that option so there there are going to be certain instances i can't think of them off the top of my head Uh, i obviously did go to google books online and see if any of my google books if this thing would read them from the web and it won't so they probably got the out ahead of this a little bit and let book publishers and stuff know like you know audiobooks and books you pay for audiobooks like i see that being a a licensing thing. Yeah. I get that. Um, but
0: once you if you've bought the book, why not let it read well, to you? cuz
2: I own a book, but I don't own the
0: audiobook.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, that makes for sense. that audiobook. Yeah, cuz it's a significant price Cuz they they actually. yeah, they they they're they're wanting to charge for the audiobook like yeah, now all yeah. your guys
1: sense. that do voiceovers just got fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that Which, makes but, sense. But but again, By as a way. as
0: a disruptive thing, why not like why not let this just be the way that audiobooks are made? honestly. Uh, I mean, I know like, I like I, certain audiobooks, like people, the the author might narrate it or whatever, oh, and those yeah. are cool. Like, there's a whole market for that, obviously. But, for those that don't have the ability or funds to hire wh- whoever to make an audiobook for them, if they could just go to Google and say, hey, I have this book, I want Google to narrate it yeah, for me can, using this technology, boom. Yeah, and yeah. it's I available. Could, like, I could that completely would see that. Yeah, yeah,
2: I could completely see that happening. Um, and, you know, to be fair, like, audiobook voiceover people, the good ones are great to listen to. You know, they, they create separate voices yeah. for each character and, you know, like they're, they're good. Um, uh, especially when you're listening to like fiction stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see this if they're not wanting to license an audiobook for mm-hmm. that, for that particular book to be able to say, Hey, in Google play books, like I could see Google saying, this is ours. And if you, if you want to read the book, if you buy it in Google play books, you can also leverage assistance, read to me feature, to, to read this because it also by the way, um, we talk about accessibility of people that, that don't have vision um, or for whatever reason can't read but there's a whole I mean it's a massive segment of the population that whether or not they've ever um, taken a test to find out that they have this have massive problems with reading comprehension. Um, a ton of people have this that um, they're cognitively don't have the ability to just, Quietly read words and then create. Yeah, Yeah. because reading comprehension is it. it, When you don't have a problem with it, you don't even think about it. But if you know somebody who struggles with reading comprehension, you realize like, oh, like that's a legit thing. Like, you could read six paragraphs of something and cool, you read it, you know all the words, but those things didn't form into holistic ideas. Your brain wasn't able to take that information and then create. Something that you could turn around and, and regurgitate. And so, what they found is reading comprehension can go up significantly if someone is listening to the spoken word and yes. reading at the same time. Like it goes up exponentially. That's a prime example. Yeah.
1: Back in the day when we had cassette tapes that had the lyrics inside the mm-hmm. cover. If you read the lyrics to a song while you're listening to it you will dedicate them to memory 10 times faster than you will just listening yeah. to the song and yeah. so or I mean, just reading
0: one like, or you, the said, other.
2: Joe, like you, you said that's you have to do that I, well so, I I, so.
1: Um,
0: I can't I, it was I don't know I I had a yeah. I had a uh, teacher in high school my senior year uh, English teacher who finally said something to me about he thought there there's two types of like reading comprehension and there's one type that's like me where I I can read super fast on my own, and I have good comprehension that way. But when I'm reading aloud, I miss misspeak or I will yeah I will misspeak often. I don't know if that's grammatically correct. Yeah, sure. whatever. Um, because my brain is is technically reading two or three ahead of what I'm saying out loud, and everyone kind of does that a little bit. But for me, you know if it if it says uh, you know giveaway update, I might say something else instead of update because my brain thought it was that so whenever I was struggling with this as a kid like they wanted to they wanted to hold me back like in first grade because I couldn't right. I wasn't I wasn't reading well um I my mom back in the day they were cassette audiobooks you know and uh I would have a, the audiobook and I would read along with it and that's how I started kind of slowing down a little bit to be able to read better and then as as I've gotten older I've gotten better at public speaking and and reading aloud, but it's still it's any of my friends will tell you like I can't I can't read out loud very well. Uh, well and it's but funny. it's like it's you know I'm sorry, but okay. you know the 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 comprehension of it is is there for me, but the reading aloud part and, and being able to to read along with something like audiobooks for me as I'm reading really really helped me. And so for for like you said for anybody out there. I mean, how many how many people read books or read articles? We all do because we're tech nerds and, and love reading. But I mean, I'm not trying to dog on anybody, but there's a lot of people out there that just don't read. They don't they don't read articles. No. They don't read books. They don't they just don't read. They they watch videos on you know their phones and they they look at Facebook, but they don't they don't read long form things. Sure that develop the comprehension like you're talking about of putting ideas together and thinking about things cognitively. So, I mean, I just think about this as like, man, like how many h- how many articles might be accessible now to people? How many people might be exposed to new ideas and new information now because they can just tell the assistant to read this article that they saw that they're interested in? Or like you said, maybe they have a bit, they, they struggle a bit with the reading comprehension So they want to learn that information, but they just don't because they know it's going to be hard for them to do, and they're going to have to dedicate time to sit down and do it, whereas now they might be able to say, cool, I'm going to have this read. Read it to me. I'm going to follow along with it, and boom, like Gabe said, I'll be able to retain that information more. Yeah, So it's like there's just so many. There's so many applications of this.
2: And I think it's important to note, too, it's not... I hope it didn't come across this way at all, but no one's saying like, oh, if you have poor reading comprehension, you know, here's, here's a hand up. Right. You know, I, what I'm trying to get across is that tons of people have issue with reading comprehension. And for how many of our years in our education system, that's just been like a, a dirty secret kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's treated as if everyone should have the same level of reading comprehension and so we'll teach this this particular way. And if you don't keep up, then you're stupid is is what it comes across like. Um, and it's super unfortunate for a ton of kids that, you know, are reading all this stuff and, you know, can't, they get to the end of something and there is no like remembrance of what they just read or there's no full comprehension. And so they're reading it again and sweating it out because they've got to answer these questions for this test and the time's running out and like, and you feel for those kids because it's not that they can't comprehend it; it's just that ingesting information in that particular way in isn't, that form it's yeah. just not the right way for them yeah. to do it. And yeah. um, and that's just an unfortunate thing of how we've characterized you know intelligence versus non-intelligence. Like, uh, well, can you can you read large chunks of text and then regurgitate what you've read? If not, if so, smart. If not, dumb. You know, like that's a that's a terrible way to to look at someone's overall intelligence and their ability to to think and 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 be productive and do all this. Yeah, and, yeah like it's it's goofy but it's one of those things we've created and so this just kind of like leapfrogs that it's just like cool you know you if, if you're having trouble comprehending it this thing's going to read it to you you can read with it if you want it highlights the words it's reading so i mean you're you're plugged into this thing and for people that have reading comprehension problems they're going to look at long form articles and look scroll and go ooh, no way like, there's no point in me reading this anyway. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm I'm going to have to read this 10 times. It's already long to begin with. There's no way I'm going to go back to Facebook. You know, versus now being able to go, cool, put my earbuds in. I'm oh, and have by this the way, it says
0: down at the bottom, this is going to take me five minutes to get through. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go on a walk or whatever. You right, know? There's yeah. so many yeah.
2: benefits here. Yeah. So, uh, I, I big pat on the back to Google for this. This is uh this, one of this may be res- my favorite assistant feature res- that has has come out i mean you it, know, it's amazing
0: for for some of their failings there's these things that just restore our faith and yeah in i mean Google. this is for me I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: thinking my morning commute this oh, is because yeah, i'll usually I'll, I'll get ready in the morning i take my daughter to school i'll look through my discover feed and i'll see something i think oh when i get to the office i want to read that but now i get to the office and i get distracted or i end up working on something else or i do this or that mm-hmm. whatever Two or three. I mean, my my drive time's not long in the morning, but I could listen to two or three articles in the morning before I get to the office. Oh this yeah, would be perfect.
2: And and I'm not sure. I need to test it and see. But like, this could play really well into Google's. Uh, like, if you're in Discover and you click on an article, you got that little bookmark thing up there that puts it in a collection. Mm-hmm. You just throw these things into a collection, and then you pull your collection up and, and just read from there. Uh, mm-hmm. but i think that all shows it in that app and i don't think it i don't think i think it only works if you're on the web technically oh, really? So you, yeah i think i tried it in the discover app cuz that would be obviously the best way right you just have those,
1: to open in chrome as a like, but right. still right yeah you just
0: hmm. tap the little button in the top right and say open in chrome yeah
2: but yeah. it would be much cooler if it could read it from Work there straight and then I can from drop discover. back to my collection boom go back in yeah i mean for or, those or you know make collections on chrome we use exactly page.
0: Yeah, I mean we we see a lot of traffic to our website from Discover and from uh, from AMP, and so there's people there reading things. So clearly, it's like that's how I
2: ingest a lot of news. So
0: ninety percent of how (laughs) like most of my news comes from there. You know, so I think if Google can build this into that, it's super cool. So Uh, yeah, clearly, if you can't tell already, we are excited about this. Uh, the The internet thinks so as well. We're seeing a lot of page views on this and. Um, yeah, there's, it, there's for good a lot reason, of interest. For good reason. I mean, it's a it is a very cool um, project, whatever you want to call it, that Google's been working on. And, and like Robbie said, they they f- it feels like they rolled this out, and it's it's legit, man. It's ready to go, and it's not. Uh, I mean, it, it's just fully functional, and, and it's working well. It's I think they can expand it now. It's like they put it out, and it's working now. Now, try to expand it rather than what Google does sometimes. And they have, like you said, they have the functionality piece and they're just like, ah, put it everywhere. Right. You know, and it doesn't work half the time and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, this is this is cool. Did you try to discover? Yeah,
1: just to clarify, it,
2: it did work in Discover. Oh, so cool. On my OnePlus. I don't know how it works on your Pixel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, 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 Assistant so we,
2: so work. We've had some people uh, comment on Instagram that, mm. you know, it didn't work on your page. And I've just had times where it's like, I it can't read didn't. this. And yeah. I just tried again. Uh, and yeah. just in general, yeah. that's a good yeah. a good way to go about everything. Yeah. Like if so, it doesn't work the first time, keep trying. Yeah. A when you times call tech you support, give up. yeah,
1: you call tech support. What's the first thing they tell you to do? Turn it off and turn it back yeah. on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Seriously. So, <laughs> and, this, I mean, it could it could have hit a script or something. It, it something didn't yeah. load in time for it to find. Because I'm sure it has a time where it times out if it sure, doesn't find. So yeah. just try it again. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, let's talk one other
0: quick thing before we wrap up. Uh, this is another uh, item that I am particularly psyched out of my mind about <laughs> uh which is the Pixel Buds coming soon man these uh we've talked about it on this podcast many times but the uh Pixel Buds are the AirPod rival uh wireless earbuds that are coming from Google they were announced at the Google event and we were super stoked they were announcing it on stage and we were so excited and then they said coming in the spring <laughs> and Robbie Got on stage and punched somebody. He didn't do that, but I think the look in his eyes mentally, he, he mentally <laughs> he had that crazy look in his eyes. I wanted to run, Rob, Robbie. People. Robbie, you get that crazy <laughs> look in your
2: eyes. No, it was more dejection. I was, dejected. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was it, like, look like uh, probably it looked like somebody like killed my on, puppy or something. Come on, so uh,
0: we, we got some hands on with these, um, uh. uh I guess you would call them a prototype at that point. They weren't. They weren't functional. I don't think they had no. uh, the hardware inside because they felt super duper light. Like I almost wonder if they didn't have any of the chipset
2: inside. Like if they were. They didn't say that, um, and they did say that they are super light. Just yeah, so like, maybe they are that light. I don't know. Um,
0: but like, you didn't get to hear them, did you? No. Yeah, they didn't have any audio. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Like I mean, from the top, these things are just going to be crush it. I mean, they're yeah, The only the, the thing, the case is amazing. USB C charging, form is perfect. Design is perfect. Yeah. They fit in your ear perfect. They've 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 done. They're not noise canceling, but they help to to reduce noise in the environment that you're in, and they adjust themselves. I mean, just all kinds of Google magic. And yeah, they they look awesome. And they're 180 bucks.
2: Yeah, so, so steep for some, maybe. Um, not compared to AirPods, though. Yeah, I mean. and there's a ton of tech going on uh, in them. Mm-hmm. And my bet would be that they'll sound better than AirPods. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Pixel Buds sounded better than um, than the original AirPods. And AirPods Pro have come out, but from I've never listened to them. I've heard that they don't sound any better than AirPods. Most reviewers are like, yeah, it sounds about the same. And AirPods don't sound that great, to be honest with you. They're okay. They're super convenient. Uh, and they I, work I, I like that's why AirPods. people use them <laughs> um, i'm a fan of the airpods but um they don't have the best sound and so i think having the in-ear piece um and just kind of that size of earbud i mean heck the, my 30 sound peats just blow airpods yeah, out of water from a great. sound perspective they sound awesome i
0: mean the true wings that were that we gave away sound yeah.
2: so good so the tech is there to make awesome uh awesome sounding earbuds so like i that's the thing i'm least concerned about i'm sure these things are going to sound great. That's not going to be an issue. I really hope they don't have lag, at least on the Pixel. Like, the Pixel Buds, if I'm using them with a Pixel 3 or 4, maybe even a 2. Yeah, current,
0: current, current, Pixel
2: phone. I should, it should be the same type of thing. Like, I know they're going to do quick pairing. I don't know if they're going to do it on Android, but they're going to have quick pairing on, on Pixel. So you open uh, so the case, open they automatically just, pair. Yeah, yeah and it'll, the whole thing will just do it magically, you know, uh, locally. Didn't but they have like
0: a little, they had like a little cue card, kind of like that Apple does? I don't
2: know. I, don't I thought know there was something sh- on screen. They might have shown that up on stage or like something. Like when you like. open it up, it yeah. has a little, you know,
0: I don't know what you would call a little shadow box type thing that pops up on your phone. Yeah, just some quick. Toast. Yeah. yeah, a little a to- toast there notification. There we go. Yes, toast notification. Um,
2: but like AirPods aren't lag free with anything else. But when I hook them to my iPad, they are lag free. So it's there's like they've
0: engineered them to work right. perfectly with the hardware. So, so
2: do the same. Please do the same thing, yeah. thing at least with the Pixel. Yeah, like that's that's. Yeah, I, Did you test that with it. the Razer? Uh, Did you
1: have them both at the same time?
2: Razor? I still have my Razors. The I use them every day.
1: But didn't you ha- didn't you have a Razer phone at one point in time? No,
2: I had the Asus. Oh, Pro you had TV. the Rog. That's right. Yeah, the the, the, the Razer earbuds honestly you're pretty lag free with anything i can hook them up to anything but that's their whole selling shtick yeah they're not the most comfortable earbuds they go in the case backwards you know there's some weird stuff to them but (laughs) but they're a hundred bucks they're great (laughs) and i love them they're they're the ones that i kept after i went through quite a few you know those are kind of (laughs) we made a whole youtube video about it (laughs) those have those have been my ones um and i still hold on to them Uh, i would use them every time we play PUBG, if it weren't for the fact that PUBG won't route your your chat audio through any Bluetooth, even AirPods, they just won't do it. Um, so which makes no sense. No, but any other time I'm using those for everything. Um, go take a walk. Yeah, anything. Uh, those are those are the earphones I put in. So those will be replaced by the Pixel Buds when they come out. And if they're, the Pixel Buds lag during gameplay, I'll be it's gonna super be sad. You all are going to get to hear
1: about it in an article and probably, <laughs> probably. three episodes of the Chromecast. Probably a the,
0: video. The benefit yeah. for that he's is... He's going to write a special newsletter he's about gonna it. He's going to get on
2: Facebook. That's how mad he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. he never get on gets Facebook. on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> I just... I, there's no reason for them not to fix that. It, like I said, at least for Pixel phones. Like, I, I get if they've got to do some special whatever to make it work... And they can't control that on other Android phones, but on the pixel phones, it should be like, it was, it, it was part of the presentation, wasn't it? They said low latency. Yeah. But every, something. every yeah, head filmmaker every, says low latency. Everybody says that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't buy that at all.
0: I, um, obviously we need to get them in all the photos that we have out right now, you know, are I'm assuming those are the final design and everything. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, They, I love the look of these things. Oh yeah, so much more than the stupid little, whatever you want to call it. No, the the Q-tip stem. Yeah, the little stem sticking out. Um, the black ones. Yeah, all black ones, dude. Yes, like I, you could almost put those in, and they sit almost flush, flush. almost flush with your head, and. That compared to the crazy surface ones that are like a,
2: a <laughs> saucer,
0: disc. a saucer on the side of your face, you know. Yeah, um, they,
2: they look great. Uh, capacitive touch on the outside, so they you'll and, be able to swipe they, up and down for volume, tap mm-hmm. for play pause,
0: and double they, tap. And, for and like, they felt
2: pretty good, right? I mean, you're yeah, the only one that got to try
0: them on, but uh, like
2: in ear, like you couldn't even barely I remember that there, there were people like, wow. there
0: were people over there doing jumping jacks and burpees and stuff <laughs> people do the weirdest stuff at tech events you know well, uh, you gotta test them because yeah, they, yeah. they gotta stand up to all that stuff. exactly uh, but I mean they were fine um, no, they're so I think they're just gonna be they're gonna be really versatile you're gonna be able to use yeah. these things for a lot of different stuff so so the latest information that we have is that they've passed through another like so what uh, I understand is the, the final wireless,
2: <laughs> wireless charging consortium Um uh, right. To be fair, um, Google's other stuff that's passed through this certification has happened around or after, like, the device actually is shipping. W- like Launched, it, yeah. Like yeah.
1: Their, their hardware event, most of their stuff passes through Bluetooth, FCC, all that, the day up. It's like they give it to the FCC, and they say, hey, hold this, go ahead and
2: certify it, do whatever, let us know. If Kyle said the wireless thing, like, they're – Wireless products pass through after, yeah, exactly. They oh. So, I you know I don't want to say that oh because it's passed through this and this is the final hurdle. Like I don't think this was a hurdle. I don't think right. they were waiting for this. But it's like there's nothing. It feels like we're at the end. Yeah, there's no other <laughs> certifications and yeah. oh heck, even if they were, I don't think they were going to wait till Google I/O because uh, at a show you unveil things. Like hey, we're going to show this to you. That already happened. So it would be super awkward for them to be like these are available now. Like. Okay. You can no, just, just put them online. Yeah, just make it available. Put Let the us page, Put the page on the Google Store. Does yeah, anyone check to see if they're
0: on the Google Store? I not, check almost daily. Yeah, not, I have in, not seen in a few them. days. Um, I even searched through all the crazy accessory pages. They, and they showed up
2: page. on B&H. h yeah. um, it, it was a coming soon type page, but that tells me some retailers. People, some people already actually <laughs> technically ordered. pre-ordered them or whatever through B&H. So, I mean, if those pages are even being constructed that means it's relatively close. They've already passed through Bluetooth SIG, the Special Interest Groups. They've passed through uh, wireless charging consortiums certification process. Like they're ready to go. Like put the thing up. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose is. If they're ready to go, I don't know why they wouldn't just sell so, them now, but maybe just for, something. Just for fun,
1: if you're listening to this and you have your computer in front of you, go to the Pixel Bud landing page it's and scroll. So, it's gosh, just mm. so pretty. Saucy, man. <laughs> I'm just going to do this for the rest of the episode. You guys It's have fun.
0: saucy, dude. I'm so stoked for these things. Uh, I've been using my Jaybirds for four years now. Maybe longer. Gosh, I can't remember when I bought those. I think I have the it's X2s. I think they're on like I think they don't even I think they stopped making the X line. Uh, they have all kinds of Jaybird's amazing. I love the brand. I love my headphones, but they're wired. You know, I have a wired connection along the backside, and uh, and you know I I don't know. I, I just think that the I think that for the price they're still a premium headphone. Obviously, I mean, 180 bucks isn't spare change. <laughs> you know, you can get Soundpeats for what. Thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, right. So I mean, these are still expensive. So they need to perform. You know, they need to do all of these things that we've talked about. They need to do all of those things well. And if they don't, it's going to be like, oh, okay. Why am? Why should I spend one hundred and eighty dollars on these? So sure, I'm excited. I think these uh, these are going to be a cool product. I just wish I wish Google would do a better job of putting out release like release date. Say, Pixel Buds coming. Right. April 5th, whatever. Right. They could have, they Build could up
2: have the hype, you know, get people excited. They could have just like in March or something, yeah. you know, if, if they're going to pick a day in April or if they're going to pick it, they could have done it back in February or January. Like you, you already announced a product in the fall available this day. Right. right. You've, you've already put a six month window on it. Like you could have two months prior went ahead and put a date on it. Uh, because what's going to happen is,
0: they're just going to show One up. One
2: morning, we're going to wake up, and they're just going to be there. There's going to be articles out. Pixel you know, available now. It'd be nice yeah. if we knew for sure Google will reach out and say something, but who knows? Yeah, I'm looking at the support page for uh, in the Google support. It says,
1: available in 2020. <laughs> Thanks, Google.
0: Clear. How
2: specific of you. Clear. Thank what you for jerks. narrowing that down
1: to this decade.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and Coming soon. It's so hard to know, too, with this... the. the Fact that it was announced in October and it's supposed to be available now, like c- could Corona be having an, it? You know, it's it's production. calling issues. Absolutely. With production. Have you seen what are they? Shouldn't uh, they be ahead of that? Shouldn't they have you, already had? Have them? you seen
1: what they're doing with UBreakIFix? So they are. I think it's Google and Samsung. They are petitioning UBreakIFix and Geek Squad to send back repair parts. Because they are experiencing shortages, holy cow! So they're wow. getting stuff from their third-party fixers who have all the stuff because they need the stuff <laughs> to make products. Well, yeah, oh I mean, my gosh.
0: we were just talking about this during the break after we had our coronavirus uh, rant. <laughs> but I mean, uh, shipments into the uh, multiple harbors in you know the west coast of the United States are down significantly. Um, I think I read one article or heard on NPR, a 40% decrease into the San Francisco Bay area. I mean, 40%. Think of how many products and goods come into that port every day, and they're down 40%. Don't quote me on that stat, but I know it's something like that. It's significant. It's significant significant number yeah so it's tough because anything. they they've they've, so it res- could be yeah, they've
1: restricted travel to and from those areas you know china shenzhen all that stuff but they still allow suppliers so you've got like mm-hmm. ups and dhl and all those guys are still flying in and out of there but they're still having issues i, I have a, a friend who is a pilot for a company and stuck. Has, has been flying for 30 years never had to fly to china they sent him to shenzhen and now he's stuck there yeah, so crazy yeah it's
0: craziness. Rough.
2: It's rough. So maybe it, it maybe is, that's
0: having some yes. it some is effect affecting on it. the yeah.
1: industry. I yeah. guarantee it. Maybe they know
2: I just. I feel like though that they should have been ahead. All Google of that. was probably like manufacturing process. I would imagine, were probably ahead. I would, I would hope think that this. Was, they're not in that stage right now. They they have them. I would assume. I would
0: hope that they have. Uh, Uh, Pallets and pallets and pallets full of the Pixel Buds sitting in a warehouse I would hope I would almost guarantee Uh, that's the case maybe they're I don't know maybe they're holding off on the launch until we get through some of this craziness because they're afraid that uh, buyer um, I don't know buyer mentality is down and people aren't buying things right now so they don't want to launch a product and say that the product's available when people are having such uh, you know decreases in their uh, investments I, I don't know who knows But it seems like they're coming soon. So we're excited. Hopefully hopefully they will just show up one day and we will be able to buy them. I will give them my money as soon as they are available. Um, Those black ones look amazing. So, folks, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Like we said up top, our giveaway is still going. If you're interested in potentially winning a Pixel 4 bundle or a brand new Asus Chromebook Flip C434, go to the website, click on the banner ad, or search 100K and enter to win. Uh, we've already hit our first goal, which was 90,000 subscribers. Those winners have already been contacted and verified. We're actually shipping out their prizes today. And uh, yeah, we. But 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 it doesn't end. Anybody who's entered to win is still eligible. All of those entries are still valid. If you didn't win in this first batch, you could potentially win... Uh, for the 95000 or the 100000 uh prize. So please go check that out. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to Chroma Box and enter to win. Uh, but I think that's it. Oh, check out the merch too. Merch is on there also. We've got links. We'll link it in the description of the podcast, show notes on the website. Whole nine yards. The merch is cool. I'm wearing the sweatshirt today and I love it. It's great stuff. So folks, thanks so much for listening and we will catch you all next week. See you.